This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six shoes, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Stealing a young girl's heart. Well, what's going on, anyone and everyone who might happen to be alive at this particular point in time? Big shout out to the spirit world. It is the Mark Milton show everybody just calls me the smash mark milton is a man that is unbelievable not only his expertise as far as taxes as far as legal is concerned he is the st louis tax attorney stl tax lawyer.com stl tax lawyer.com so you got a tax problem this is the guy you want to be calling to get that fixed this is the guy you want to be talking to Make sure you're on the right track. Mark Milton, nice to see you, partner. Smash, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for that kind introduction. Um, That's for real. We are, we are really fortunate uh, today to have as our guest uh, a friend, mentor of mine. Uh, she's a former bo- She was my boss uh, for about three years. Um, have a tremendous amount of respect, admiration for her. Catherine Hannaway uh, is a partner with Hush Blackwell in their St. Louis office. Uh, her resume is is truly unbelievable. I mean, she served as state representative uh, for the Worson Woods area here, actually pretty close to where we're broadcasting from. Uh, she rose to become the first female Speaker of the House in Missouri. Uh, she later went on to become the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Missouri. So she was the top uh, federal prosecutor for the eastern half of Missouri. Uh, and just recently, she was named the, the chair of Hush Blackwell, which is an AM Top 100 law firm. And so, uh, Catherine, welcome to the program. Well, thanks so much, Mark. With that introduction, you would think maybe you still work for me and I could give you a raise. <laughs> that would be nice. So, <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. Well, so again, well, and it's, go ahead. It's so great to hear you and to hear Smash's energy. I mean, I think everybody's a little low energy these days and to just come onto your show and with such positivity and energy is really a great way to spend a morning. I really appreciate that. And Smash and I met, we've talked about this on our a prior show. Yep. Uh, he saw my big stltaxlawyer.com truck outside my office and, uh, we became friends, met at a subway. And so we decided, you know, why not let's do a show together. We can talk taxes, politics, current events. And so, uh, that's what we're doing here. And, uh, so let's talk a little bit about your, uh, you know, political past. You, you were the first female speaker. Um, talk about that experience, um, you know, starting as a state rep and then make it, you know, rising through the ranks and, and becoming the speaker, the first female speaker of the house. Well, I, the greatest part of that job by far was that you could actually help people. There is still a lady I go to church with at St. Genevieve de Bois, who I never knew her name when I was a state rep. She was just a constituent who called in with a problem and years later sort of revealed herself to me. And it was just like such a great feeling that you could actually pick up the phone and get the government to do what they were supposed to be doing and help somebody. But the the leadership experience that I took out of that was that in order to get anything done in the Missouri House, you got to have 82 votes, which means you can vote once and then you got to go win over the hearts and minds of 81 other people. And so that's really what I spent my time doing was getting to know my colleagues, traveling the state, learning their issues and what their constituents wanted. And that's what helped us take the control of the Missouri House 
for the first time in 48 years, which is how I became speaker. But even as speaker, you have a lot of power. You can kill any any bill, but you still got to go win the hearts and minds of 81 other people in order to pass it. And so that was great leadership training in building consensus and really being a servant leader to the people who put you in that spot. And hopefully that's the leadership style that I've continued to embrace in my other roles. Well, i tell you what, uh, Catherine Smash here, when you talk about uh, trying to win the hearts and minds of 81 other people, I don't know how you're going about it, but in my day, we call that a party. Right, exactly. So <laughs> okay. true, man. Trying to get and a, I don't know a where it went, but we used to have those. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so Catherine, I mean, what's interesting to me, and you know, I ran for state rep unsuccessfully. I like to consider myself a recovering politician as a result. <laughs> um, and so what's fascinating about Missouri is just the different backgrounds you have, the people that are in Jeff City. You know, you've got you've got people right out of college that may be uh, getting elected. You've got retirees. You've got business people. You've got, you know, pastors. you got a whole, a whole different array of, of folks. And so how did you sort of how are you able to bring people together from all types of different backgrounds? Well, I think the number one thing you have to do is listen. And Kit Bond, our great former U.S. senator, told me a long time ago, and it's a little bit of a cliche, but I definitely think it's true. People do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. Ah, and you got to spend some time with them. And understand that a, a state rep dis, district in Nevada, Missouri, represented by a pastor, does not look anything like the state rep district in Orson Woods, represented by a young woman lawyer. And I was young at the time. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you just, you, you have to, you have to open up your heart. And the other thing is that diversity comes in a lot of different packages. You know, we, we talk about racial diversity and sexual orientation diversity. There's also the diversity of economic backgrounds, of educational experiences, rural versus urban, and your heart's got to be open to all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, and, and I guess in terms of your current role, so obviously, you know, I worked for you, worked for you in the government investigations, compliance, and litigation team at Hush Blackwell. You since went on to form the Government Solutions Group. Talk about, you know, your 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 uh, transition into private practice as an attorney and sort of how, how being the speaker help shape that? Well, there was one really significant step along the way, which was that President Bush appointed me to be the U.S. attorney for the eastern half of Missouri. And that really did help hone my leadership skills, and in particular, leading lawyers, which is a little bit different than leading a a real cross-section of the state of Missouri. And I do want to give a shout-out to the U.S. Attorney's Office here in St. Louis. Uh, The current U.S. Attorney, Jeff Jensen, is doing a fabulous job the career people and the career FBI agents, uh, Secret Service, postal inspectors, IRS agents we have here in St. Louis are among the finest in the nation. And they're so low profile that most of the people in their communities don't even know who they are, but they do a terrific job and have really stepped up as the prosecutor in the city of St. Louis has, is utterly failing to reduce violent crime. In fact, it's gone exponentially under her. And they've picked up all those cases. But leading that office for some time helped me hone the skills that I needed to bring to private practice and to understand really um, what the government's looking for when it begins an investigation, what it's looking for in order to resolve matters, which is critically important for clients. The hardest thing for clients is uh, great uncertainty 
as to whether they're going to face prison time, whether it's massive fines, whether the government's going to shut down their business. And having somebody with the experience of having been inside the government who can say, you know, here's really what I think that path is going to look like for us. Here would be a reasonable resolution. Let's get to resolution and get this behind you. I think that's the most valuable thing that I kind of brought to private practice. Yeah. And in terms of the U.S. Attorney's Office here, I could not agree with you more. Um, You know, I spent time at Maine Justice Tax Division and I got the opportunity to work with folks in that office. Uh, We had some parallel uh, civil criminal cases that I worked on. And even now in private practice, I feel like the attorneys there, the agents um, are all very reasonable. And that's not the case in many districts throughout the country. I will call out the Southern District of New York. I've had some cases there where those prosecutors are out to make a name for themselves. They are out to, to get headlines. And I've found in St. Louis in particular and, and other districts, um, you've got really just dedicated, sincere uh, career prosecutors who really want to get the right result. Absolutely. What they're trying to do is protect the citizens of their community, not necessarily get their name in a headline, which is a, a big difference in philosophy between St. Louis and New York. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. And I know as, as U.S. attorney, you did a lot to, to combat violent crime, which a lot of people in the St. Louis area care about. Can you talk a little bit about your efforts there and, and the obstacles you faced in trying to do that? Sure. At the time, we had uh, a major meth epidemic going on in the St. Louis region, not necessarily in the urban core, but certainly in Jefferson, Franklin, St. Charles counties, Uh, in some parts of St. Louis County. And so we very aggressively worked with all the local officials who were the ones having to go in and make those busts. But um, we prosecuted those crimes federally when we could. And we also looked at every single police report from the city of St. Louis on a daily basis and looked for crimes where somebody had committed, was alleged to have committed a felony and was carrying a firearm, because it is a federal crime if you're a convicted felon and you carry a firearm. And I think that that is the essential law, gun law, that's on the books that protects all of us, but it's got to be enforced. And so we we focused on those enforcement efforts, not just in the St. Louis region, but throughout the 47 counties served by the Eastern District of Missouri. Unfortunately, um, There was a change in the Department of Justice policy after I left the office, and for about eight years, the office largely stopped doing those kinds of cases, which I'm concerned has also contributed to the rise in gun violence in the St. Louis area. We don't need any more gun laws. We just need to enforce the gun laws that are on the books. Catherine Hannaway, you were talking a little bit earlier about you need to win the hearts and minds of these other 81 people, whatever uh, the number was. President Trump, in his capabilities as a leader, how tough is it to be a leader when you know you can't win the hearts and minds of those adversaries on the other side of the aisle? Well, I think that Donald Trump's greatest underestimated talent is his ability to understand whose hearts and minds he can win and whose he can't. Good point. Very good point. And and he understands that some of those people are never, ever going to vote for him. But what he needs to do is energize the people who are likely to vote for him. And he is a master at that. He is a, you know, they called Ronald Reagan the great communicator. Nobody's going to call Donald Trump the great communicator. He doesn't have that sort of soaring prose. But Mm -hmm. what he does have is a way to energize and excite 
and inspire people to go out there and work exceedingly hard for him. Well, you know, that's uh, at the end of the last election, that's a like who would have thunk it type of moment, you know, that the guy could get that accomplished, right? <laughs> Right. Yep. And we were, yeah. And we were just talking in studio here beforehand about how he is able to energize the base. And that's why I personally, again, I think the media is underestimating his ability to do that and also overestimating Biden's ability to do that, if that is the, the heads up. But let's 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 talk now about your current role before I know you, your time is limited. So um, tell us about, you know, you've you've now become the chair, first woman, female chair of Hush Blackwell, which is I think it was 700 attorneys, uh, 18 offices throughout the country. An incredible honor uh, for the partnership to elect you. Tell us about how you feel about this uh, this new role. Well, let let me be clear. I'm only the chair-elect right now. There's a full year of transition, and thank goodness we have a fantastic chairman in Greg Smith. Absolutely. And I'm going to have a year to sit at his elbow and learn from him. And Greg took Hush, what was Hush Eppenberger, from essentially uh, one city law firm that was kind of mid-sized to what is now one of the hundred largest law firms in the entire country. And it really was during the tenure of his leadership. So I'm really fortunate I'm going to get to learn from him. It's an awesome responsibility to be the chairman of an enterprise that is this big. But what really excites me about it is the quality of the colleagues that I have from our legal support teams through billing to our lawyers. Uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's a special culture where we really do value the fact that we are based in the Midwest and people have families or lives outside of the office, and that's important to them. At the same time, we recruit some of the smartest, most driven, talented people and bring them to bear on tough problems for our clients. And and the part of being a lawyer that I really enjoy is when a client comes in and they are in a very difficult situation and you can help, help them craft a way out of that situation that they hadn't seen, that you can bring something to the table that really helps them so that they can get back to what they do best. Our clients are almost all businesses, and what they do best is hire people and grow our economy. And so I, to be able to make a contribution to that is, is the really fun part of my job. Catherine, let me ask you one, one question for me as we get ready for the uh, wind-up here. You work with uh, Mark Milton, the, the various uh, <laughs> era in time that uh, you did, the various uh, times you did. What, in the law firm, what, what kind of trouble was he <laughs> <laughs> oh, smash. I would never say that. What I will tell you is I think that okay. Mark is, uh, is a superb tax lawyer. And if I had a tax problem, I would go to Mark and I send clients to Mark on a regular basis. He is efficient. He understands the IRS. He helps do just what I described, help people who are facing a problem they probably never faced before in their life get to a resolution. And he does it with a smile on his face and a sense of fun. And he's just also, you know, a great guy, great family guy, and somebody you want to be associated with. Oh, Catherine, you're making me blush now. Let's do no. two kind. Two, two <laughs> That's kind. what I've found, too. Two kind. Yep. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. And uh, we wish you the best in your in new role. And uh, hopefully, you know, the firm comes out all this uh, stronger and better than ever. Thanks so much, Smash. Thanks, Mark. Stay safe, stay healthy, and let's get back to work. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take care, Catherine. It is the Mark Milton Show.
That's Mark Milton right over there. Smash with you right over here. Catherine Hannaway, man. Salute to you on getting that young lady on these. That's a power woman right there. That's a power woman right there. More coming up in just a moment here. I don't know exactly what's next, but it's going to be good. All right. And for our international listeners, what I just said is, hold on. Uno momento, por favor. Are you currently sideways with the IRS? Do you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night? Are you facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments? If so, you should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and radio. Mark lives and works right here in the Kirkwood area. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. It should not be based solely on advertisements. 